Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. This is Truth Light, and our show is The Light of Truth. And uh, we're shining light on different areas that perhaps people are not looking at at the moment and uh, hoping to enlighten you and your life and the world around you. So um, today I'm coming from Flagstaff again. Uh, we were, I was down in Sedona yesterday and was going to try to do the the show from there, but in a lot of cases when you're in those canyons, there's no uh, no technology allowed amongst the vortexes, I guess, because there was no uh, no picking up a signal to uh, get to you guys yesterday. So I did, however, really enjoy my time there in Sedona. And if you if you haven't been there, I thought maybe we'd talk a little bit about the energy of Sedona and and it's you know very much like some other energy centers in this world, but um, they're each unique unto themselves. Very unique, and Sedona is no different. Um, it's no different in its uniqueness. Um, so I thought maybe we kind of talk about what's so special about Sedona. Why do people always talk about Sedona? What are these vortex things, and and just about some of the things that uh, that make Sedona a little bit different. And uh, so if you've been thinking about visiting there, or or you'd like to tap into the energy there, you know you can do that from far away as well. And that's amazingly healing energy. And so uh, yesterday, I was I was in Sedona overnight, and uh, you know I work in Sacred Light of Sedona. That's the uh, the center that I work at on Highway 179. If you're looking for them, for us, and uh, it's a beautiful center that you know just the um, beautiful energy. And we're right in the middle of the Red Rock Canyon which you can actually kind of look at on Google Maps. And it's just an amazing place if you put your uh, set your Google to satellite and just sort of look through the Red Rock Canyon in Sedona. It is phenomenal. And uh, so anyway, that's where our center is. It's kind of right in the middle of that, and it's it's a very, very powerful little spot. So, um, so I was staying at the um, Sedona Dream Maker bed and breakfast that – was the first place that called to me when I visited Sedona back in 2008. And this land actually is very interesting because in Sedona also in main, you know, really big vortexes. There's actually vortexes, and if you're not familiar with what a vortex is, we'll go into that. But there are actually energy vortexes all over the place. And so this property is about two acres and I think they have 20-some vortexes right on the property. And so it's they're basically, uh, like even your chakras are vortexes. They're uh, sort of spinning uh, energy centers or, you know, energy centers from, from within the earth. Um, I believe, if you get into the science of it, it has something to do with the grid lines and all of that. I do know that it's quite an experience when you come upon vortexes, especially the big ones, because um, if if it's a situation where it's calling to something in your spiritual energy that you need, you will typically be very affected by it. If it's something that you're not in need of, a lot of people never even realize that they've come upon one. Uh, what we tell people in the center is you can tell, and this is for really anywhere, but especially in Sedona where they're so powerful, uh, you can tell when you come upon an energy vortex because the trees actually grow uh, twisted. It's very interesting. They 
they spiral with the uh, because they grow in that vortex energy, which is a swirling energy. And so the trees actually, like the trunks, are twisted like uh, kind of like a candy cane, you know, that's spiraling up, and the branches are all twisted and really amazing to see because you'll you'll come up upon an area and all of a sudden you look around and a lot of the trees are growing with this um this twist in their trunks and in their branches and it's uh it's kind of nifty you know and so this is how you know when you're coming upon a vortex area so even where you live there there are vortexes all around you know uh smaller ones typically than the ones in Sedona but you will, I remember in Florida seeing some of the trees twisting with that, um, you know, growing with that twist and realizing that they were, you know, when I tuned in psychically, I could feel the energy of the vortexes near them. It was nothing like Sedona. <laughs> but now when you come into Sedona, uh, you usually come in through Phoenix Airport and you drive up and you come off of the highway and you drive uh, from that highway into Sedona and you drive right through the Red Rock Canyon which is really where uh, the major um, vortexes are, is within those red rocks. And uh, so a lot of people find that they get dizzy, they get turned around. There is really, in Sedona, there's no sense of time. People really don't, they don't adhere to time like in most places. It's uh, it's very interesting. We call it slow Dona <laughs> because... Uh, Sedona is just going to do things. You're you're going to get things done in the timing that it it will have you get them done, and it's it's not like normal places. And so it's very interesting when you visit there because you'll find that you'll you'll begin uh, wanting to do some things, and uh, and find that you end up doing a whole lot of other things. We do have a caller who would like to speak. So area code two zero one. I'm going to go ahead and pull you over and uh, go ahead and tell us your name. Let's see. Hi, how are you? Oh, did they go away? We lost them. That you wanted to speak. If you just want to listen through your phone, that's fine. Just don't press that one. And as soon as you press that one, it, it shows me a thing saying that you would like to speak with me. So, Okay, so we'll move along. I don't know if they wanted to speak or didn't, but we lost them either way. So uh, area code 201, I'm very sorry we lost you. (laughs) So, um, okay, so Sedona, I think that everybody should visit there at least once. It's a very interesting situation because when you do visit, it brings out something about all of the vortex energy and this very sacred space brings up and out the real... Uh, stuff within you and so what we find is when people visit here they uh they are more themselves than maybe they would like to see and then sometimes it's fabulous so it can be a very healing process just by being in the area and it does shift things incredibly so if you're looking for a sacred journey Sedona is a fabulous place to go because it brings about this healing process without even trying, really. And uh, you find that you get guided to places that are exactly what you need.
questions or I, I actually don't know why we're doing this topic. I'm assuming there's somebody on the archives or somebody or people who will be listening to this that that it's meaningful for. So we're just going to go ahead and do it. And because uh, most of you know, I get my I get my inspiration for the show uh, in meditation beforehand, and it comes from spirit. And so it's usually because that's what people need to hear about. So. Um, the whole show won't be all about Sedona, but it will be about the healing process and how it's different from some other things. Um, so so anyway, as I was beginning with, and I guess I got a little off track, which is what happens in Sedona, <laughs> as I was just saying. So I was in the middle of the Red Rock Canyon at this bed and breakfast, and and the technology was working just fine until it was time to do the show, and suddenly there was no signal anywhere for anything. And, uh, and so interesting how if something isn't meant to happen, it just won't there in a lot of cases. And so um, I am assuming that it was just meant for me to relax and have my coffee yesterday. So I do apologize for not being there, but uh, I did have a wonderful day in the canyon. And uh, and I highly recommend, if you do come to Sedona, I highly recommend the Sedona Dream Maker Bed and Breakfast. Uh, it's very, very different from the other places they uh, they have an authentic teepee that a Lakota woman comes and does, and you can go in and meditate in the teepee. And they've got, you know, some sacred geometry on the grounds, and they've got an angel vortex and a Zen garden, and just uh, just all kinds of really neat things there. And it's all very authentic. Uh, none of it's cheesy. None of it's just touristy. It's all really uh, very healing. And so uh, it's kind of a neat place just to go be. You know, and and Phil and Dee who run it are just amazing, and always a magical time there. Always, <clears throat> and uh, you can also check out their website, a journey through art. dot com, which is the uh, the artwork and the jewelry that they make there on the property, which very very special stuff. So, um, okay, so what is the point of coming to a place like Sedona? What is the point of working within the vortex energy? Uh, what does that really have to do with anything? Does it does it really make a difference? You know, these are all questions that we hear a lot, you know, from people passing through and wondering what this is all about. And what you'll find if you look into uh if you look into especially the Hopi uh the Hopi way of thought and their legends and that kind of thing, they talk about uh working with the different it's actually uh the, the vortexes through Sedona, they've mapped out, the Hopi people have through, you know, ancient, ancient times, mapped out a chakra system. So the main vortexes actually create a chakra system throughout Sedona and that that area. And uh, you'll find that each one of those chakras or each one of those vortexes resonates with the chakra that the Hopi have lined it up with. It's pretty amazing. And so... Uh, for instance, I know Bell Rock is uh, very beneficial for your inner child if you're doing inner child work. It brings out that very childlike energy, that very blissful, happy, innocent energy. And, uh, you know, and so there are other ones that, that work with different parts of you. Um, usually, Bell Rock is the one we'll send people to when they're working on inner child stuff, though. And so it's it's kind of neat. And, and then, of course, you know, we've got... Um, Cathedral Rock, which is very powerful, and that's they're all very fairly close to one another. I mean, it's a drive, but but it's it's pretty interesting how you can work with each different chakra in these different vortex areas because 
the energy that is moving through them and it's it's really quite mystical it's uh i really couldn't give you the answers of where this energy is coming from and i don't know that anybody else can either um <clears throat> but it's incredibly powerful uh when uh spring rain peony that we talk about with the cookbook a lot eat conscious and be merry she's she's a dear friend and she's an amazing teacher and healer and and a raw food chef and whatnot, just all around good girl. And uh, we were we were hiking through the mountains, and and you know we're without saying anything to one another, we're we're each hearing this huge hive of bees, this huge. It sounded like thousands of bees, <laughs> and and so Spring is afraid of bees because she's uh, she's allergic. So we're walking and we're not really saying anything, and she's I can see she's trying to stay calm, and so I'm not. I'm not talking about it, and and we're hiking, and these hikes wind all around and just up and down and over and through, and and yet this this buzzing sound of all these bees was not moving. It wasn't like they were flying anywhere. No matter where we hiked, they were all they were. It was staying in the same area, and so finally we said something to each other. We're like, "How is it that these bees are not moving?" And oh my God, how many must there be to make that kind of noise? <laughs> You know, I mean, literally, it sounded like hundreds or thousands of bees. And so uh, so then we started getting a little concerned because we really couldn't figure out what was going on. And uh, we asked somebody who was who clearly a local. You can tell the locals when they come by. And so we stopped and we said, do you, do you have any idea what that is? Are those bees, like, do you always hear that here? And the person looked at us and said, what, what bees? What are you talking about? And we said, well, that buzzing, do you? Do you not hear it? <laughs> and the person was looking at us like we're crazy, and they're like, "No, we don't hear any buzzing." And they kind of looked at us and, and just walked away. And and then we did ask one other person, and they also didn't hear it. And so we couldn't. Now we really can't figure out what's going on, you know. And uh, so we we just continue with our hike, thinking, "Okay, well, if they don't hear it, obviously it's not bees, and we'll just try to figure it out as we go." And so after we were done with our hike, we we asked somebody who. Um, is very familiar on the spiritual end of things, the energetic ener- energy, uh, the energetic side of things, and uh, and so this person let us know that that was the vortex energy we were hearing buzzing, and uh, and so you can actually, you know, usually I feel them, I get that swirling feeling because I'm picking up on the vortex energy swirling, but but the one it was between Bell Rock and around Bell Rock and Courthouse Butte, if you happen to be out there. And it was just buzzing so loudly. It was amazing. And so it's interesting how different people will perceive the different energies in their own way. So Spring and I both heard it. So you would assume that it was something that was really there, you know, or at least for everybody to hear. And yet the other people walking by weren't hearing it at all. So it's... uh it's interesting with these vortex energies how different people perceive them. Some people will see them as sort of waves, almost like when the uh, blacktop is really, really hot and you see those waves of heat come up off it, but in a much grander scale. Um, some people feel it. Some people become very emotional. You'll, you'll be when I have private uh, sessions come in and and private retreats will go out there, and sometimes they'll just burst into tears or they'll burst into laughter or. They just suddenly are overtaken by the beauty or whatever it is that needs to be fulfilled in their soul is sort of supplemented by that vortex energy. And it's truly an amazing experience. 
So as a healer, when you're working with people in this vortex energy or as a counselor, if you actually work with them from within that vortex energy, you really can um, get a lot more work done in just one tiny session than if you were working out in the regular area of the world. You know, sometimes when people want to experience seeing energy and, and working with their angels and that kind of thing, we'll take them out there uh, to one of the vortexes and somehow it's just easier for them to access everything. So working within these sacred places and with all of this healing energy really uh, empowers or expedites the uh, healing process. So if you think about how powerful these vortexes are and how you, you know, I mean, you can read up on them if you're not familiar with them, but that's really why people come to Sedona when it's a spiritual journey is because that's what draws everybody there is those those healing vortexes. And, you know, what we tend to forget is that we have those within our own body. Our chakras are healing vortexes. That's what they are. And so if we can become familiar with how a vortex energy works, we can better work with the uh, the chakras within our body. And, you know, we have many more chakras than people talk about. They talk about the main ones, just like in Sedona. They talk about the main ones, but they don't talk about them all. And so it's the same in our body. And so you may find that you're feeling um, this this whirling energy in different areas, not just through the center of your being, but, you know, you've got uh, one of the main chakras about eight inches under your feet and about eight inches over your head. There's another one. And then you also have them, uh, what I'm finding is... Uh, Around your within your joints uh, is a good indicator. When I work with people, I can feel them with uh, around the joint areas, uh, the the different vortex, little tiny vortexes. It's really quite interesting, and so they'll hold energy there. And so you you can you know sometimes when you're working on releasing energy and you're working on moving forward and past uh, traumas and that kind of thing, you really want to not forget those other smaller vortexes within your body or smaller chakras within your body because those are also holding space for these different emotions and feelings. And so when you are working with your chakras or working with your energy body, you want to uh, include, even if you don't know what they are, that's okay. You can just, with the intention, just allow the chakras of your body, the energy centers of your body to release whatever no longer serves your highest good, you know. And... uh and uh, so if you happen to be also an energy healer, this is something that's very powerful for you to learn about if you're unaware of them because they really don't teach about these um, in mainstream, even mainstream alternative, you know. And uh, so understanding them at least uh, on an overall principle basis is very wise as a healer because it really gives you a lot more insight and a much bigger picture on how things work and how energy is stored. And so uh so just just food for thought there. <laughs> so back to the Sedona experience. You know, uh when I did my vision quest in 2008, I uh was in Oklahoma with a Lakota gentleman and and uh just really quite a phenomenal experience. And uh and so uh when I went through the process and I finally got to the vision quest part of things, um, I, you know, was wanting to know 
where I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be doing. And, you know, I just was a little lost and I needed a vision to help show me. That's why I was there. And so I kept seeing these red rocks, these red rocks, and I didn't even know. All I knew the red rocks, <laughs> I knew them as uh, as the Roadrunner cartoons, you know. And I thought, well, this is fabulous. I'm I'm doing all this work and Spirit's just giving me a cartoon. I don't really understand and I'm not very happy about that. And uh and so eventually I got that, you know, I just needed to be be quiet and still with this and understand that these things would come to me. And so I sort of released it. I didn't even really understand there were red rocks anywhere and and uh so not long after that I started getting the visions of these uh Native Americans sort of peeking through from from around these red rocks, like calling me over, kind of doing that, hey, you know, over this way, over this way. And uh, and so I started researching online, and, you know, Sedona kept coming up, and I honestly, as much time as I had spent in the spiritual community, I actually was not familiar with Sedona. And uh, so I... Um, so I... I ended up going ahead and, and looking at places in Sedona to be and that kind of thing. And uh, I'm sorry, we have we have doggy daycare going on here, and it's a little distracting this morning. But uh, I will hang tough with you guys because they can wait. So we have a beagle who likes to have the ball thrown nonstop, and we don't do that during the radio show. So it's our canine cosmic crew. <laughs> so. Uh, Okay, so then suddenly I get this um I get this vision of a great big eagle face, just the just the eyes and the beak. They kept showing up in my in my face and so every time I would blink I'd see this I'd have this vision and then still these these Native Americans are looking from around the mountains, calling me, calling me, calling me. And so finally after, I don't know, several days of this, it, I really had just had it. And I'm like, fine, I'll just book my airfare to Sedona. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know anything about the place. And they all seemed to be very happy about that. So I, I uh, within 48 hours, I was on a plane to Sedona. And uh, I had been guided to this bed and breakfast that I was at yesterday. And I uh, have become very dear friends with the uh, the people who run it and the owners. and um, And so... I, you know, within 48 hours, I'm on my way to this very strange place with red rocks out of the Roadrunner cartoons, not having a clue why I'm going there, what's happening, why I'm spending all of this money, and just knowing that I'm I'm on the beginning of this mystical journey that had to do with my vision quest. And uh, and so when I get there, I see the very mountain. As I drive into town, I see the very mountain that I was shown in my vision quest. And... Uh, and so I I drive up and and I go to my bed and breakfast and it overlooks the very mountain that uh that I saw in my vision quest. <laughs> and so this was Bell Rock and uh it's a very famous one. It's one of the most famous vortexes there and that kind of thing and it's a very sacred space. And uh and so as I went through my journey I found that I was just guided to all of these places that I had seen in my vision quest. When I uh, and there, there were all of these ancients speaking to me, and and so I interacted with all these fantastic people, and uh, and just had amazing teaching sessions and healing sessions, and and 
as for the eagle face, when I when I got to one of the Indian ruins that I was just guided to go to, um, very off the path and out of the way, there was a shaman there, not in body. He was in spirit. And we sat for about two and a half hours, and he spoke to me, and he taught me all about what it was like when they were there, what happened when they left. This this was a, a culture that just disappeared. Nobody's really sure what happened to them. And so he really spoke to me for, it was about two and a half hours. And part of what he showed me was, you know, I was guided to this spot where he would sit and spend with spirit. And um, and when I looked up right across from this space in the ruins where he would sit was this huge uh in the rocks, it made the eagle face that I kept seeing. It was the exact face that I had kept seeing uh, when I was being called out there. And so to this day, I go out there, and this shaman comes, and he teaches me about how they got their water and about how they, you know, how they lived back then, and and he teaches me all these wonderful things. And uh, and so it's this amazing experience that's still going on, you know, however many years, five, six years later, and. Uh, so the whole trip was was just full of these amazing experiences and interacting with these amazing people teaching me such uh such mystical and and deep deep healing sort of things. When I got back home to Orlando where I lived at the time, you know, I was telling people about how I had met all these wonderful people and it was such an amazing experience and then I realized in talking to one of my friends that only I believe it was 5 people I was here for over a week or just just at a week and uh only 5 of the people actually were in body. <laughs> Everybody else were ancients and uh just sacred beings and that came and spoke to me not not with a physical body, you know. And so this is really the heart of Sedona. This is a a fabulous example of now not everybody has that same experience because everybody has their own experience but but it was you know so typical of the Sedona spiritual journey if you just surrender to it and allow yourself to be guided you know for me it took uh, a lot of just finally I just gave up because I couldn't stand seeing all these visions every time I closed my eyes it was just too much and so um just giving in and surrendering to that. Now, I think that, you know, for me, it's it's that way anytime that you want to have a spiritual journey, it's sort of that surrendering to spirit and saying, fine, I'm I'm here to be guided. And creating a sacred space for that beautiful journey to occur. And then being accepting of whatever it is that occurs, you know, and uh, allowing yourself to be guided to these, these fabulous places and interact with people who supposedly don't exist and and uh just really acknowledge all of the different things that are there but not there in a lot of people's opinions just like those bees were well the the vibration that buzzing sound was definitely there you know but other people weren't hearing it so you know uh spring and I both heard it so we know that we weren't crazy <laughs> If we were, we were crazy together. And uh, so I think when, you know, a lot of times people want to have these spiritual journeys or these mystical happenings, especially healers and readers and people really on this path, and we sort of crave that. Don't allow it to happen, if that makes any sense, because we're really, we're trying, we're working at it, we're 
expecting what it's going to be like, you know. And I think if we can, there's no way for us to expect or to conceive of these mystical happenings, and we have to be able to just see them. You know, we have to allow ourselves to just be guided but balanced at the same time. You know, we have a lot of people out here in Sedona that that say they're allowing themselves to be guided and really they're just kind of floating around without any uh, tether to Mother Earth at all. And and that doesn't always work either. You know, you do still have to eat and take care of yourself and, you know, you do still have to um, have a place to sleep and, you know, have money to, to take care of yourself and that kind of thing. And so, you know, the balance is key. And I don't think that... Um, I don't think that spirit, at least the higher levels, the angelic realms, the Christ consciousness and above, I don't know that it really backs us in these journeys if we're not entering them into entering into them in a balanced state. And so finding that balance where we are are aware of our needs, you know, and also able to release and surrender to that spiritual path and that journey and that just mystical happening. And it can be truly amazing if we can find a way to do that. And uh, so, you know, just remembering to remain balanced as well is very important. So I do want to uh, encourage you guys to, you know, call in if you have any comments or questions. I know this is kind of a different show than we usually do. And again, I I feel guided to do it. So we're doing it. And I just am going to know that there are people out there who need to sort of hear this and experience this. And, you know, there are mystical, spectacular journeys and experiences to ha- to be had really anywhere, you know. And and the Sedona energy you can tap into. I really, I have to say that the whole Google Maps, Google Earth thing has brought a whole new element to our spiritual journeying. It's phenomenal. You can really bring the different areas up. You can bring up the Egyptian pyramids. You can bring up all of these different things. You can bring up Sedona. You can bring up all these different areas, and and you can connect more easily by seeing it. It really does help to connect with the energy. And so if, you, uh, if you're looking for something to kind of play with and, and see what happens and practice your, your abilities – I definitely encourage you to do things like bring up Bell Rock in Sedona or Cathedral Rock in Sedona and uh, kind of look at the different vortex areas and spend some time with them. And although the computer is a very intellectual thing, you do it simply to connect the energy, to to give your intention uh, a little more clarity. And so when you look at these places, just bring them up on your computer, relax, and ask your ask your angels to come in close and allow them to assist you in tuning into the energy of the space that you're looking at tuning into what that feels like what it looks like what it smells like what it and just allow yourself to perceive it however you perceive it release the expectations and simply allow yourself to have that experience and and do this um you know, kind of periodically or, or you know, maybe once a week or something, just just to sort of develop this new skill. And 
allow yourself to tap into some of these very sacred places on earth. You know, use technology to build your inner mystic. It's it's actually a fabulous tool. There are a lot of fabulous tools to use, and that's that's definitely one of them. Um, if you happen to be a healer and you do things by distance, actually pulling the the address up on on Google Maps and looking at the satellite version of it can help you tune in a little bit more. It's not good to get caught up in the intellect part of it. You know, you don't want to let your mind take over. But just to make that connection and really get a much bigger and clearer picture of things and then back off from the technology once you've made that connection and then go into meditation and just be in that space, it's a phenomenal tool. You know, and bring up the different vortexes around around the earth. You know, bring up Stonehenge. Bring up all these different places that that you've always wanted to go or you've always wanted to experience, Machu Picchu, whatever whatever it may be, and allow yourself to experience that energy. So just kind of a, a fun thing for you guys to do. And, you know, also if uh, if you are ever looking for any guidance in this, you can always find me at sacredlightofsedona.com. Mysticaltruth.com will be rebuilt and uh, and a little more together looking before too long. And, uh, you know, you can always reach me at the numbers there. And uh, I'd be happy to guide you through some things and maybe set up a reading or a life coaching sessions, that kind of thing. And uh, this is this is kind of what I do. I help uh, I help people who are crossing over from that mainstream to the more mystical or people who are very into the mystical and needing to ground more, a bit more into the mainstream. There's so many different tools you can use to make life more enjoyable, make your mystical journey more enjoyable, and still stay balanced in the regular world because, you know, we do live here. <laughs> so, you know, that's part of what I do is help bridge that gap and uh, help things become a little more healthy. So... Uh, we are having uh, some events at the center. Um, Mystical Truth will be sponsoring uh, an event Labor Day weekend at Sacred Light of Sedona. And also we're putting one together that should be pretty nifty for uh, New Year. So um, it probably will be for about a week. But at the very least that weekend, so the 3rd, 4th, and 5th, I believe, of of January. And uh, so we're going to have some really neat guests. We're going to have some very intense uh healing stuff and and just different techniques that we're teaching people and just very very powerful stuff and uh so we're real excited about it and uh January we're going to try to make a full week uh where you can come and go or just do the whole thing um whichever works best for you so keep those in mind and you can look at the uh you know we'll be updating people who are on the mailing list so uh you can go to mystical truth Dot com and just uh, contact me with your email address and let me know you'd like to be kept up to date on those. And uh, we just actually discovered a phenomenal, um, a phenomenal artist with sacred geometry that we're going to have at the event, I believe, on Labor Day. So that'll be pretty nifty. And we do have somebody who I believe would like to speak. So area code eight four seven. I'm going to go ahead and pull you over and please tell us your name. Hi, how are you? Hi, this is Jill. I've never listened to your show. Do you do readings or anything like that? Um, at times I do. Uh, we can give it a go today if you'd like. 
okay, I had I my first cup of coffee, so, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, okay, so what's what's going on that you would like a reading with? Um, I haven't been doing getting along with my sister. The abuse continues all the way into middle age, and I saw on Facebook she's in town, which I'm sure she's not going to see me. Is she in town because she's visiting, or is she in town because she's here to do something to me? Ah, okay. Well, would I be able to get um, either her first name or even just the first letter of her name? Oh, her name's Margot. Okay. Let me just tap in and see what I can find out. Okay, so my feel is there's actually another reason for her being in town, um, but I'm also getting that it it doesn't hurt for you to just kind of keep a nice white light around you, and and it feels like uh, it's not the main reason for her being there. It does feel like uh, it feels more like um, inadvertent. You know how some people can create some real bad mojo, bad energy going on just with their thoughts and feelings and things. It doesn't necessarily feel like she's there to do something to you, but it does feel like your energy could be affected. Okay, because sometimes, like, my sisters will do things to scare me. Right. So I'm in town, you know, to punish me because (laughs) they can't, when they can't control me. Right, right. Yeah, I feel like, you know, if you just, um, if you just kind of create that nice white light around you, and just, uh, I'm I'm sort of feeling call in like Archangel Michael and Archangel Sarah actually, which is interesting because she works kind of like with, with having things, uh, just move along with grace and ease. It's, so, did you say Sarah? Sarah, yes. Okay. Archangel Sarah and Archangel Michael. It's kind of a unique pairing, but uh, those are the two that I'm feeling. If you just pull those in and just kind of have them there around you and allow that light to just really be within your presence. And uh, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, the stuff that there, if if there's anything happening, it will be stuff that really isn't dangerous. Okay. But it can get you really cranked up if you allow it to, and you don't, you don't really have to allow it to, you know. And, uh, but there's, yeah, there's some other reason. It's not like somebody came into town just to screw with you. Excuse my language. <laughs> Okay, so maybe there's like an event or she just decided to visit her friends. Yeah, I kind of feel like just a visit to the friends kind of thing, you know. Okay. So, and I would just leave that energy alone and just keep that Archangel Michael and Archangel Sarah energy around you and uh, not really give the other much thought at all because the more thought you give it, what it feels like is that you guys pick up on each other's energy very easily. And so if you're thinking with this, uh, trepidation or you know concern it's almost like that kid in school who was so easy to pick on because they expected to be picked on right you know now mind you yeah. I was never the picky uh, or the picker I was the picky <laughs> I was the one who got picked on but a lot of it was because of the energy I put out I expected it because I was so used to it and then it just kind of drew more attention to me from the other bullies you know so if you just pull these archangels around you and allow the energy to just be nice and clear and don't worry about what they're doing. Because, okay. yeah, it's just totally something else that's going on. So is that, is that good? Yes, that I was excellent. Better. Thank you good. so much for taking right. my question. And I'm going to stay on and listen. 
Fabulous. Okay. Well, today is a little bit different than our regular shows, but I think it's a good one. Okay. (laughs) I hope you come back and listen again. Okay. Thank you. you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Well, those are fun when we get to do them. I like those. So we do maybe one or two a show. So we just so people know, we don't like to take up the whole show with them, but but one or two here or there is kind of fun. So you know, again, when we're we're talking about the different uh, the different sacred spaces around the earth and the different energy centers and how we can have these beautiful mystical journeys and really tap into the spiritual aspect of this world, um, it amazes me how technology um, accelerates that. You know, I I typically am not a fan of technology, but you also, you know, there are so many uh, different resources out there now that we have this technology where you can tune into the Atlantean energy, the Pleiadian energy, the, you know, all of these different, uh, different times and places. And there really is no limitation now you really can just open up and explore. And, you know, the thing is that you want to be very careful um, to just listen to your inner your inner guidance because not all resources are good, not all resources. If you're on YouTube and you're looking at different videos, some are going to have some good information, some are going to be completely crazy, and, you know, some are going to be a little bit of both. And so learning to just kind of, to sort of tune in and understand what's good for you and what isn't. And the same thing goes with uh, religion, you know, when you, because, (laughs) you know, of course it's the last part of the show that we go into this, but, um, you know, churches have in the past been places people go for for spiritual experiences, and, and they have kind of gotten to be more business than mystical and spiritual, but, but there is still, uh, a lot to be said for certain, you know, there are certain churches you can go into, certain things that you can go do that that are still pretty mystical and still pretty on the spiritual side of things. It's all in the energy that you go in with. So while uh, maybe Roman Catholic or whatever Catholic churches or any church really uh, may have its shortcomings, its faults, whatever, you can go in with that space set for I want to have a mystical spiritual experience. I want to become one with God. I want to, you know, interact with the angels, the universe, the whatever. And if you set that intention and set that space as you go into um a church that feels like there's something to it. You know, sometimes you you go into some churches and they're just boxes that hold people with a preacher there yakking, you know. I mean really that's what it feels like. And then other places it feels uh, very sacred. And so if you can be in that sacred space within your own energy, what's happening when you go to a church or an event like that? You're walking into a place where they've set aside an hour, hour and a half, whatever it is, for spirit, supposedly, right? So if you go in with that mindset, if you're a churchgoer, if you were brought up in, in a religious aspect and this is where you would think to go first for a spiritual experience now you know we have a very varied audience so that's not the case for most people but but it is for a lot of people and so if you carry that sacred space in there with you and you allow this time to be time with spirit it doesn't even really matter what's going on up front you may get something out of it but you may not you may just be there to just have that time with spirit so 
you know, there are sacred spaces everywhere that we go. And the bottom line is that we can become a sacred space. We are a sacred space. We just don't always treat ourselves that way. And so whether you're in Sedona or whether you're in Pittsburgh or whether you're in, by the way, Pittsburgh, they have a ringing rock. I think it's ringing rock is another vortex area in the world. So very interesting. That's uh, very close, about five miles from where I was born is another big vortex area. So that's kind of cool. You can always, if you're in Pennsylvania, go check out ringing rock vortex. Um, So wherever we go, we take vortexes and sacred space with us because that's what we have within us. And so you can really go sit anywhere. You can sit in a park or a church or, you know, uh, whatever it may be and create this sacred space and time with spirit if that's what you set the intention to be. And uh, it is more powerful, obviously, if you come to places like Sedona or, you know, if you can go to, you know, Machu Picchu or some of the other areas in the world, um, obviously it intensifies that experience and it really opens things up within you. But even if you can't, you can tap into those areas. You can, with intention, tap in. And and this is where, you know, I, I really like the whole Google Maps, Google Earth thing because you can get that mental image and then when you go into your sacred space, when you make time for spirit, you can ask to just be taken to these places. And it's really quite phenomenal. So uh, we have about 13 minutes left and uh, I do want to... Uh, I do want to just kind of say a few words about, um, there's a, a book called McDera Chronicles Overcomer Book One, and uh, there's a couple of different publications of it. So you want the one that's book one because that's the newest version and the one that will be carried through with the whole series. The author is Judith Colella, C-O-L-E-L-L-A. You can get this on Amazon. I believe you can go to um, Colella Books. Dot com, uh, and I'll have to get her links and put them on the on the show description for today. But this book series, it's a it's a nice long series, like a, like the Harry Potter series, um, and it's quite phenomenal because it really it has the ability to take you to another place in time, and it's based around all these sacred areas. And it's, you know, got time travel and it's got light over darkness or light, you know, kind of battling darkness and and that kind of thing. And the characters you really get involved in. But there's this theme and there's this, as you're reading this this series, as you really get into the series, um, it really kind of transports you into a different space and time and helps you um, get out of the day-to-day living and and into this more mystical space which then allows you to um, believe it or not in real life come more into this mystical space uh the author judy is one who we have on here uh occasionally it's a very dear friend of mine actually we met through her book because she was writing it as if it were sci-fi or fantasy and uh, as i was reading it um i found that you know well no she's actually spot on with a lot of what she describes here and so we met and I talked to her and I I let her know uh you know my experience and the work that I do and how real what she was talking about was and so she actually would come on sort of field trips with me as I would work so that she could experience 
the real side of what it was she was writing about. And so this book series is really quite amazing because although it was started as a sci-fi thing, uh, the author then found that what was happening was these angels and these beings were speaking through her and telling a story that was meant for the masses to read thinking that it was sci-fi while instead they're being spoken to by these angelic beings and these so it's really there's something very special about this book series and so book 1 overcomer mcdera chronicles um this book you kind of meet and get to know the characters and then as as uh as you move through that then the next the next book the story really intensifies and uh and so on and so on and uh so the next book will be out, I believe, through the holidays. So it's coming up. It should be out within the next few months. And uh, so we're very excited about it because um, because this is sort of a message for the masses from the angelic realm. It's pretty interesting. And uh, so I encourage you guys to get that. You, again, you can get it on Amazon. It's uh, Judith or Judy. I'm not sure what she goes by. Colella, C-O-L-E-L-L-A. And... Uh, so look for that, and um, we'll put the link on the website. So you too, no matter how mainstream you are, can have a mystical experience, can have a mystical life, and still maintain your regular everyday life. And so I think that's probably what the main point of this show was. Um, I do hope that you guys will come visit us in Sedona. Sacredlightofsedona.com is uh, is our site uh, for that center, and mysticaltruth.com. You can find me and call me for appointments or what have you. And uh, pretty much everything is done by phone as well if you need. So we're going to go ahead and do our meditation. We have about nine minutes left. And uh, so we're going to get you started with a nice meditation for the day. And uh, so if you would just, as long as you're not driving or operating heavy machinery, that kind of thing, uh, just go ahead and relax, sit back, lay down, what have you. And uh, we're going to start with our our nice three or four deep cleansing breaths. We're just going to exhale everything that no longer serves us and inhale beautiful, bright, new energy from the universe. And as we inhale each time, we feel not only the breath but the energy come in from the highest realms, the highest vibrations, filling us with goodness, love, light, beauty, harmony, and acceptance. And as we exhale, we release everything that just no longer serves us, that we can move on and move through and move past. We feel this beautiful light entering our body, entering and rejuvenating our soul body, feeling our energy, the little particles dancing, and beautiful colors and golds and silvers and rainbows and just all of the different chakras, all of the different energy centers Everything just moving and grooving and feeling fabulous. And now we feel this energy gently begin to spiral in a clockwise motion, very gently moving. And we see it expand around throughout our entire body, just rejuvenating our cells, the molecules, our organs, everything that it touches just fabulous and regenerating the life force energy cleansing anything that no longer serves us away and we feel this beautiful light expand about three feet around us 
and we see this beautiful bubble coming into play. And it forms down below our feet and up above our head. And we see this beautiful bubble take on a almost a form so that it truly is like a bubble. And we're within this beautiful light with the colors and gold and silver embracing us. And we can call in our angels, that angelic team that walks with us always. And we ask them to come around this bubble and lend their energy. And with a thought, we think of the most beautiful space we'd like to be in, the most mystical space we'd like to be in, a place we've always wanted to go. And with this thought, we feel the bubble, guided by our angels, beginning to move to this space. And it's just a sense of this up and away. And just for a few moments, being in the place we've always wanted to be. It may be Sedona. It may be Machu Picchu. It may be the middle of the ocean. It may be the Himalayan mountains. Wherever it is you would like to be, you feel your bubble begin to head there and just with a thought you're there. There is no time or space. And you feel the energy of the space around your bubble and you see that you're safe and guided by the angels and you feel your bubble gently touch down allowing you to exit and be within this space your angels there to accompany you your bubble staying in one one piece for you to enter back into when you come back and you're free to explore the beauty of this area you're free to enjoy the breezes blowing you feel the feel the nature or feel the experience around you you can smell the smells you can feel the sunshine you could feel the ground beneath your feet. And you may see other beings, animals, people, what have you, that you interact with, even the plant life you reach down and touch. And you feel oneness with this space. And you feel this as your sanctuary in a place you can come to with ease at any time. And now we feel our energy centers, our chakras, the beautiful rainbow within us, each lighting up and taking in a little piece, a little bit of this space so that the healing properties of this place that you see is so beautiful becomes a part of you. You see each chakra light up with love and you see your angels assisting you and And enjoying this space to the fullest, you may feel playful or you may feel relaxed. You may feel serene, harmonious, blissful. And as you do, take some nice deep breaths and just really make this energy a part of you. As you breathe in, you feel all of your energy centers taking in this beautiful vibration. And as you exhale you make room to breathe in more of this energy. And 
And now with your energy centers lit up and beautiful and accepting all of this fabulous energy, you say thank you to any of the beings that you have encountered and wish them well. And you may see them again if you choose to come back. And you begin to head back with your angels to your bubble, taking one final look around at the space that you've created for yourself and really appreciating all of the little things here, all the little beauties, all the little the little feelings and perceptions, the sounds, the smells. And now feel yourself climbing back into your bubble and it's sealing back up again with the assistance of your angels. And as you breathe in and breathe out, you feel that beautiful light from the heavens, from that light of creation coming back into this bubble, embracing you, creating this golden silver space within. And you call your angels in and you ask them to, again, assist you in moving this bubble back to your day-to-day life and bringing this experience back into the reality of that day-to-day life. And you feel things begin to float. You feel your bubble begin to float up, up, becoming lighter and lighter as it goes. Seeing almost a a pull from the sun, just a gentle pull helping to bring that bubble up and through space and time perception and into your day-to-day life and very gently moving back down into the space that you have your physical being stored in. And you take a beautiful breath and you feel this bubble move down around your physical being, bringing in that most beautiful part of you that just had this exceptional journey. And you feel the integration of your energy self who's been exploring, moving back into your physical self and just bringing all of this joy and harmony and bliss back into your physical body and your little cells jumping for joy and happy as they accept this new energy in your organs, your bones, everything is, your bloodstream, the nervous system, everything is overjoyed. And you feel this integration and you take some nice deep breaths as you bring everything together. We relax and open our eyes and come back. I hope this was a lovely journey. It was a quick one, but I hope you... uh, had a good time with us, and uh, I hope you'll join us on Monday and uh, when I'm sure our show will get back to the regular format, sacredlightofsedona.com, mysticaltruth.com. You're welcome to call for life coaching or healing or readings, and uh, I look forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you for joining us, and uh, everybody have a wonderful weekend. Thanks.